those. And uh, also a big hello to our Connect Online family, wherever you're joining us from. So great to have you here. Can we say a big welcome to uh, them? Yes. Absolutely. And can I just take a moment, even though we're out of our lockdown, our Connect Church family in India is not. And so they're still locked down. They're going to be locked down. They started the same time as us. They are in a red, what they call a red zone or a containment zone, our, new, our church there. And so they are locked down till the end of July. So I want to tell you, that's, that's some stress right there in 40 degree heat. Lord, we pray for them right now and pray an extra measure of grace in our Connect Church family in India. And we do pray, Father God, that you would sustain them through what is these difficult times. We pray, Father God, that you would be with them, help them, Pastor Prem and Sangeeta, help them lead through this time in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. You know, last week was Pentecost Sunday, and I pray you enjoyed Pastor David Hall. Uh, and can I just say, it's just nice to be able to walk around again. Yeah, I'm like, like for, I don't know for how many weeks I've been staring at cameras, and I don't even know which camera I'm looking at. And the, believe it or not, they, they won't know this, but in the last service, I was looking at the TV because I didn't know where the camera was. And I'm like, why am I looking? Uh, why am I looking? There's nothing on the TV. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the TV. But I, I did services where I'm looking at the wrong camera, and I'm talking like this because there was a camera down there. And Brad's running down from upstairs, and he's waving, going, no, look at this camera. Look at this camera. I mean, we are learning this. Have we done all right during the over? I hope, we, I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, I need to clap for that because oh, it's been tough. It's been tough. Sometimes me and Kyle just putting it together, all ourselves, 500 takes. Here, if, if I make a mistake, we just keep rolling. Hallelujah. So it's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. But I want to speak on, uh, continue to speak on Pente, Pentecost. As I said, last week was Pentecost Sunday, and uh, I want to continue to preach around Pentecost. Pentecost really describes, if you're new to church, that's when the, the Holy Spirit of God came down and touched the church. The church was birthed at that time. But I want to preach around Pentecost today and probably next uh, Sunday because I think the Holy Spirit deserves more than just one Sunday in a year. Can I hear a good amen? About four of you. Yeah. We, we need to spend a bit more time uh, on this topic. It's not just a topic for one Sunday. Uh, a year. It was an important topic, important enough for Jesus to say to his disciples, wait, wait, uh, hang on. Uh, uh, he, he said in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, do not leave Jerusalem. In other words, don't start nothing, don't do nothing, don't put something together, don't try and go and do your own thing. Uh, wait, wait, wait for the gift. And you've got to understand the Holy Spirit is a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift for you. It's a gift for the church. It's a gift for you as uh, believers. Sometimes I, I've heard people say, uh, church leaders will say around the world, it's like, no, that we're done with the Holy Spirit. That's, you know, it's just like, no more, just cease with the apostles. Friend, why would you want to cease something that, the, that, that God is wanting to give, give to you? Come on, about four of you. I said, why would you want to do, do that? We, we've got to understand. We've got to understand that the Holy Spirit is a gift for us, a gift for you. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus went on to say, and when that happens, you will receive power. Everybody say power. power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem 
and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's us, folks. We're at the ends of the earth. We're about as far as you can go. I want to tell you today that Pentecost power was important then, and it's important now. Pentecost power was important then, and it's important now. I love what the Bible teacher John R.W. Stott, surely one of the best Bible teachers of our lifetime, he said this, before Christ sent the church into the world, he sent the Holy Spirit into the church. Well, I'll say that again. Before Christ sent the church into the world, he sent the Holy Spirit into the church. And then he said this, the same order must be observed today. Before he sent the church into the world, he sent the Spirit into the church. Friends, I want to tell you, we can't do the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. We can't do the, we need the Holy Spirit to be a, a, a part of our Christian experience. Friend, if you try and go and do the Christian life without the Holy Spirit, I want to tell you, it's going to be difficult. But again, when the Holy Spirit touches our life, things can change. You know, in my reading of Scripture, there is absolutely no denying that the infilling of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost was, was without doubt the most significant change agent for those 120 gathered waiting in the upper room. And I want to tell you, for our lives, it will be the most significant change agent. I don't know how many people in here, 100 plus the volunteers, maybe there's 120 gathered in here today. But I want to tell you, just as it was significant for them, it can be significant and should be significant for us, it should be our biggest change agent to accomplish that which God has called us to. Because if you try and do your life without the Holy Spirit, I want to tell you, you're going to have a hard, a hard road. It was a significant change agent for the 120 gathered who were waiting in that upper room. And so I want to give you a couple of thoughts for today. The first the thing I want to say, number one, is that the experience of Pentecost was profoundly personal. It was profoundly personal. Each of, our, each of the disciples' lives were instantly, those, of those 120 that were gathered, each of the disciples' lives was instantly and profoundly changed at Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost came, things actually changed gear. They actually changed a few gears. It wasn't just first into second. It was second, third, fourth, fifth. They went from zero to a hundred, like, you know, in what, I don't know how many seconds. Everything changed. When the Holy Spirit came, everything changed. And here's the thing, what the Holy Spirit does. A.J. Gordon said this, before Pentecost, the disciples found it hard to do easy things. After Pentecost, they found it easy to do hard things. And it's so true. It's so true. If you look at the story, they went from locked in to shouting out. They went from private to proclaiming. They went from worried to warriors. They went from fearful to fearless. When the Holy Spirit came, everything changed and he changed everything. 
And really all I want to do today in the time that we have together, I just want to remind us that what he did for the 120 then, he can do for you and I today. Can I hear an amen? You know, speaking of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said in Luke 24, verse 49, he said, stay in the city until you have been clothed. Clothed. Clothed with power from on high. You put on some clothes today, thank you. Now I say that because, you know, you've come to church, but I don't know how you've been watching church over the last few weeks. I had someone in the 8 a.m. They, they just said I, I was watching it in my jammies. I mean, I was just, I, I just get up, my hair's like, what? You did, the, the ladies and the gents, you did your hair today. I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest, I've watched some of the, the online, my hair's been like wild. And, 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 and it's just, I don't know how some of you have watched church. Maybe you've had a coffin and a cheese toasty while you're watching the sermon. It's like, we can't do that here today, please. But you've been watching church. You've seen, you've seen like Zoom people, people doing Zoom meetings where they're wearing, wearing their suit top and all their tie and everything, but they might be sitting in their shorts, hopefully, because they're, 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 you can't see that part. I, we've all dressed different. We've all clothed ourselves differently over this period. I mean, what was the need to change my shirt? that I've been wearing for the last three weeks. It was just like, put it on again. Anybody put the same cocoa on and just want to make just, you just put it, it's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, your pants, you had worn them for so long, they stood up by themselves. Come on, somebody. They were just there. And you could just, you just slip them on because they felt so good. I, I don't know what you've been wearing over this time. I mean, I got a shock when I called some people. I got a shock when I called Leon. Leon was in the army there. I was expecting prim and proper. I was expecting this immaculate, just amazing groomed person. I, I got such, I was like, who is this guy on the other side of the Zoom call? As I looked at him, he's got almost an afro. He's got, he's, got, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got like, as, 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 like whiskers. And I was like, bro, what's, <laughs> whiskers, yeah, he had about five. No, he's going, he has whiskers. But I was like, bro, what's, what's going on there? He's like, I'm going feral. <laughs> I'm going feral. I had to look up what that means. Feral. According to the dictionary, in a wild state, especially after escape from captivity or domestication. I don't know what he's trying to say there. I don't know what he was trying to say. But we all dressed up, we all clothed ourselves differently over the lockdown. But here's what I do know. I do know that for some, they clothed themselves during this time with fear and despair. Others have closed their time. And you've got to understand, this has not been an easy road. For some people I know, they've had a great lockdown. They're like, I'm loving lockdown. I know for others, their relationship is not the same. Their marriage is not the same. They're, they're, they're having difficulty. They've had to walk through pain. I know people, are, are not within the, the church, but outside the church, have lost loved ones due, due to different things. But I know for, for many they have clothed themselves with fear and despair. And, it, and it's understandable, right? It's understandable. These, these times that we've had to walk through are unprecedented. I was talking to uh, Pastor John Steele, who many of you would know, and I asked him, he's 80-something. And I was asking him, have you ever experienced anything like this? 
in our li- lifetime, and in your lifetime, he's like, no, there, there has never been anything like this. And so these are, these are new times. These are, these are strange days that we are walking through, and it has been tough. And I'm asking you, what have you clothed yourself in? For, for others, maybe you've clothed yourself with discouragement. For others, maybe you've clothed yourself with, with depression. For others, you've maybe clothed yourself with, with, with worry. For some, maybe addiction or affliction or, or maybe habits that you were like, man, I just, I just why did I do that? I, I thought I'd left that and it's gripped my life again. And you've allowed yourself to be, be, be clothed, clothed with it. Clothes of hurt and, and heartache. Some have clothed themselves with doubts because we can't seem to figure the future out. We don't know how it's going to all work out. We don't know how it's all going to come together. Will it come? Will it come together? We can't, we can't figure it out, especially this week. I mean, this week, it's like the world's gone crazy. It's like, well, what do we do? Where's, the, where, where, where's it going? And I want to tell you, I lament and I, I weep for the, 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 the deepening division around race and, and, and the injustice and all of that kind of thing. My heart goes out for those situations. But I want to tell you, it hasn't helped us in isolation that our lives have been for many, it seems like going from one bad news media clip to another bad news media clip. And when our isolation, all we're watching is uh, the world. I, I want to encourage you or challenge you today. Would you spend as much time in the book, in the holy book, as you do on Facebook? Come on, somebody. Would you, would you spend more time facing him than... Facebook. Stop letting social media drive every part of your lives and your thinking. Get into the Word of God. Understand the heart of Jesus. I don't know what you're clothing yourself in. I, I, really is, I don't know what you're wearing today. I don't know what you've clothed yourself in today, but all I want to do in this time that we have together is I want to tell you right now, no matter what you've been wearing, day in, day out, whether it be depression, whether it be worry, whether it be fear, whether it be whatever, no matter what you've been wearing, no matter what you've clothed yourself in, I'm here today to tell you that God's got some new clothes for you. I'm here today to tell you that God has a new wardrobe. God's got a new wardrobe for you to wear. It's time. That's all I want to do today. I I just want to tell you, it's time for a change of clothes. Oh, I know you've been wearing it. I know you've been walking in it. I know it's felt comfortable to wear it, but it is time for a change of clothes. What you've been wearing for all those weeks, day after day, putting on, sadness putting on, 
depression, putting on whatever it is. I want to break the power of that over you today and just tell you whatever it is that you've been wearing, there's a new wardrobe for you. There is a new, God wants to clothe you with some new clothes. Come on, somebody. God wants to clothe you with something new to wear. I'm reminded when Jesus called Lazarus from the grave, John chapter 11 verse 44 tells us that Lazarus came out. He came out of the, the tomb. And when he did, he was wrapped in, in dead man's clothes. Some of us have been walking around in dead man's clothes, stuff that's of the old man, stuff that should have been gone, stuff that should have been done with. We're walking around in dead man's clothes. And when we, when we saw that, oh yeah, we, we might have I, I, I stood up and we might be a Christian, we might, but we're, we're walking around, we've still got our grave clothes on. And Jesus told his friends, Lazarus' friends, he's like, take that off and loose them. You loose them, take those clothes. I'm here today as your friend. I want to loose you in the name of Jesus. I want those clothes taken off. I want to see that, 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 that freedom come over your life for God's got a new wardrobe for you. I want you today, right now, to know that in the name of Jesus, that you don't have to wear that which you've been wearing. You don't have to wear that which has been crushing you. You don't have to wear that which has been getting you down. He's got some new clothes. It's time for change of clothes. And Jesus said, the Father seeks to clothe you he seeks to clothe you. The Father seeks to clothe you with what power? What type of power? Overcoming, chain-snapping, life-changing, rearranging, Holy Ghost power. That's what he is, wants to clothe you with. That's what he wants you to put on. That's what he, he's wanting to gift out. And I'm saying to you today, as he clothed the 120 in the upper room, let him clothe you now. Let him clothe you with power from on high. Let his fire touch you even now, even do a deep work in you. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. See, when Jesus was there, Jesus said, it's better that I go. It's better that I go and the Holy Spirit comes because Jesus can only be in one place at one time. The Holy Spirit can be everywhere. He's here now. He's for those who are watching online. He's where you are right now. Even if you're watching online, I want to tell you, it's not just for the people here. For those who are watching online, He desires to clothe you. To give you a new wardrobe, a new set of clothes. Would you stand and with the keyboard come? And of course, I can stand up here. I'm a preacher. I can preach. And so I could preach. But I want to take a moment in this room or in your living room, wherever you are. And I want to just take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to clothe you afresh. As we take a moment to really just seek him and just say, Holy Spirit, touch. Touch my life. You'll be aware even now of things that are, 
You know what your dead man clothes are. You know what your, the thing that's been squeezing the life out of you. That, that, you know, they said of Lazarus when he came out that he, he stinketh, it says in the King James Version. There is stuff that we're wearing old clothes that stinketh. God's wanting to give you a new wardrobe. So I want to take a moment in this service and those who are watching online. I want to take a moment and just invite the Holy Spirit to clothe us afresh. To let those things that we've been wearing to drop off. And to allow a new touch of the Holy Spirit to equip us for the days ahead. And listen, you don't have to wear those dead man clothes. You don't have to wear that stuff anymore. And so as we take a few moments, I want you in the, in the quietness of your spirit saying, whatever that area is, whatever that thing is, whatever it is that you've been wearing, I want you to say, God, I don't want that anymore. I'm taking that off right now. Clothe me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Let's just close our eyes, reach out our hands like this, put it out. We're just saying we receive from you if you want to, if you're comfortable with that. Let's just pray, just, just, just quietly. Thank you. speak to those wearing clothes of fear right now. I break them right now in Jesus. I break that off people's lives. Clothes of worry right now. I break that off in Jesus. And clothes of addiction right now. I break that off in Jesus' name. I, I loose people right now. Clothes of worry and doubt. I, 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 I loose people right now. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God, we just invite you to clothe afresh every single person in this room watching online, every single person. We pray that you would clothe us afresh. Clothe us with power from on high the ability to serve you, to follow you, the ability to, to walk in that which you've called us to, clothe us afresh. This is a new day. This is a new hour. Lord, I pray you touch every life under the sound of my voice right now with a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, with a fresh touch of the, the Holy Spirit. 
come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Just let him wash over you. Take all the things and the stress of the last few weeks and, 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 and cleanse. the old drop off and may the new come. was profoundly personal for them and it should be profoundly personal for us. Jesus said in John chapter 16 verse 7 He's the helper. He calls the Holy Spirit the, the helper. And what does the helper do? The helper helps. Do you need help? The helper helps. In other versions that same word is translated counselor oh I, I, I do you need counsel counsel do you need man I could have done with some counseling I mean there were days where I was like man what is going going on he's your counselor he's your helper the helper helps the counselor counsels he's a comforter you need comfort he will comfort you you want to find comfort in a meme in a joke he's the comforter you can search instant Instagram try and Instagram your life you won't find peace there you won't find satisfaction it doesn't matter how many scrolls you do it doesn't matter how long you spend going you'll never find satisfaction there I mean he can satisfy, satisfy. He, he's the comforter he's the friend he's the He's the advocate. He speaks to God on behalf of you. And not only that, the Holy Spirit, He speaks and He guides. He speaks. I, I don't know what you're allowing to speak to you. Who are you allowing to talk to you? 
What are you listening to? Who are you allowing to? I said at the beginning, I don't know, pulpits and platforms. I said at the beginning, they just dropped into my spirit. Who are you allowing to speak? And we need His Word. We need His Spirit to speak. He speaks. Yeah. What does He speak? He speaks truth. Jesus said, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come. There's all kinds of spirits out there, I want to tell you. But the Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you. He will guide you. You need guidance? He will guide you. Let Him guide you. What are you letting guide you? What are you letting direct your path? He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority. He doesn't just say whatever He wants or whatever He feels. He will speak according to that which the Word has said. To which God has said. He will speak. He will guide. But will you listen? I love how, God, I love how the Holy Spirit speaks. I, I love how God speaks. I love how He talks. I, even last week I had a little, I, I, it's not like God speaks to me all the time and whatever. But every now and then, I, I've been a Christian for a while. I, I, can, I, I know when He speaks. I was in my office and as you know, we've changed our Connect Kids thing there. We've brought that, to, that season to an end. Of course, we had some vans that we needed to uh, sell. I think six or eight vans. I don't know. I can't remember. But eight vans, whatever, that we needed to uh, to sell. And so if you want a, one of those vans, come and come talk to us. There's some for sale. But one of the vans, I was sitting in my office, and I felt the Lord just say, and he didn't say, excuse me, can I just have a word for you? Can I make an appointment? No, he just tells me whenever he likes. But he said this. He said, I want you to give a van to Danica. It was just as clear as that. I was just doing work. I wasn't even thinking about it. It's like, give a van to Tanika. It's like, okay. And I, I know that's, I've heard that over, over the years, that like, boom, give a van to Tanika. And, and so I went in, I, Mason was there and we remained one meter apart at all times, highly sanitized. And I said to Mason, because that's what's all the rules. And so I said to Mason, I think God's just told me we need to give a van, one of our vans to Tanika. I said, well, let's talk about the trustees with it and see what happens and see if we can do that. Because I want to tell you, the work at Tanikia, they do a fantastic work. Can we put our hands together for Tanikia? If you're out there watching online, you're going, what's something I can support or help? Tanikia is a tremendous ministry to how, that helps uh, people with addictions and that get through and recover and come out, come out super strong. And so anyway, I, I said that, and I didn't think much of it. And the next day, I get a call from Peter Carrington from Tanika. He just calls me. He doesn't call me. A lot, a lot of times, I mean, we talk maybe once or twice a year. He calls me, and he's like, Pastor Adam, I'm just wondering if you would be open to, you know, you've got those vans and all that. I'm just wondering if you would be open, because I don't know whether it was yesterday or, the, you know, when he was talking to me or the couple of days before, he said, our van is actually blown up. And, he, and he's like, we're really, and I was like, mm -hmm, you know, do, 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 do. I was like, so P Peter, are you asking to buy a van or are you wanting us to do something special? Because I, I know what I want to do. And he's like, well, yeah, whatever could happen. I want to tell you, we quickly made that happen. Talked to the trustees, got it, uh, got it approved, uh, got it a new warrant, a new bridge and all that. And we were able, I think there's a photo there, we were able last week to give uh, Peter and Mary Carrington a van. That came from a whisper from the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Tremendous work that they do. We were able to give them that. 
give them that van that started from a whisper. What's he whispering to you at this time? What's God speaking to you? How's he guiding you? I mean, the news media will guide you any kind of way. But we're going to allow him to speak to our spirit, to speak to our lives. And we're going to allow him to direct. What's he whispering? What's he speaking? Where is he guiding guiding you? I pray today is you would allow the Holy Spirit to clothe you. To clothe you afresh as you get rid of your, your old dead man clothes. That he would speak and you would hear him so clearly. As you seek to live out a life that pleases and brings glory to him. What's he whispering? What's he speaking? Pentecost is profoundly personal. The second point I want to make, that was point number one. The second point is that Pentecost was powerfully prophetic. Powerfully prophetic. But I ain't going to squeeze that into today. We'll do that next week. Because I don't want to rush it and just try and squeeze it out for the sake of getting it out there in the last few minutes that we have. Let's take some time and dig out the fact that Pentecost was and is powerfully prophetic. We'll talk about that next week. But as we come to a close today, I want to take a moment and give people here today an opportunity to get right with God. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? And if you're in your living room watching this, and maybe this is the first time you've come across a service like, like this. I encourage you to bow your head as well. And to think about this. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Where would you spend eternity? I also want to ask the question today, do you need to get right with God? You know, right now, even the Holy Spirit might be whispering that to you. Maybe you've been playing the game or playing the Christian game for whatever. But you know right now, you, you, you need to get right with God. There is a sense of urgency. You can feel the Spirit of God knocking on your heart, saying, open your heart up to me. Now, I want to encourage you to do that this morning. If you're here and you know you need to get right with God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, in a moment I'm going to say a prayer that says, Jesus, come into my life. If you're saying, well, that's, that prayer's for me, Pastor. Listen, it's not about being, the gospel is not about how bad you are. The gospel is about how good God is and what He has done. It's not about what you have done, it's about what He has done. He died on a cross so that you can know freedom today. He died our death that we can live his life. If you're here today and you just know, you know in the depths of your heart, you need to get right with God today. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. If you want to be a part of that prayer, you're just saying, include me in that prayer, Pastor. I need to get right with God. Would you just put your hand up wherever you are and just say, that's me, Pastor. I need to get right with God. If you're at home today and you just know that's you, put your hand up and just say, that's me, Pastor. That's me. 
We're going to pray this prayer together. If that's you, let's that include your fine self in this prayer. Let's pray this together. Jesus, King of Kings. Jesus, Lord of Lords. I receive you into my heart. Take the throne of my life. Today I turn from sin and turn towards you. Direct my life from this day forth. Amen. Amen. Let's just stand as we bring the service to a close. It really is so good to see your beautiful fine faces after all these weeks of lockdown. Hallelujah. You're ready to receive the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Amen.